Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. If you catch COVID in the coming days and weeks, a vaccine won't help you or your family. We see the light at the end of the tunnel. We are hopeful we are getting there because our scientists are working incredibly hard. But we need to do our part. We need to stay strong and hang in there a few more months. Maybe more than that, but we can see it coming. Well, that was the prime minister today reacting to this news from Pfizer. Some early data suggesting their coronavirus vaccine may, in fact, be as high as 90 percent effective, which, if that holds, would be huge. So the light at the end of the tunnel analogy is, is kind of an apt one uh, because we can see it. But we got a ways to go. And there are going to be some twists and turns and some bumps in this tunnel. And obviously, we've still got a challenge in the short term, in the here and now to try to get this virus under control. Joining us uh, for some further thoughts uh, on this news today and uh, where things stand in the here and now, I'm very pleased to welcome to the program here this afternoon, Dr. Isaac Bilgosh, uh, infectious disease uh, uh, physician and scientist based out of the Toronto General Hospital. Dr. Bilgosh, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Hey, nice to chat again. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, this is perhaps, you know, maybe better than than some had expected with regards to some of these early vaccine candidates. What was your initial uh, reaction and, and your thoughts on what we saw from Pfizer here today? Well, after a few fist pumps, I sort of tried to bring it back down to planet Earth and really take a close look at what they were actually releasing. And certainly there is room for cautious optimism. The, the trial isn't over. This is just the interim results. But this is the first input of data we've got from any of the vaccines in development. They're phase three clinical trials. And this is good news. Yeah, it's science by press release. Yeah, it's incomplete. Yeah, we still want to hear more and see this trial end. But at the end of the day, like what we got today looked very, very positive. We'll approach it with a healthy degree of skepticism, but if it's even remotely close to what they're presenting, we'll have done something fantastic and we'll be able to help Canada and, and, and the world. Yeah, it's potentially pretty huge. So as you say, we're, we're not yet at the end of their phase three trial. This is not the complete findings from that. So what does this tell us about where they're at then? Well, they're very advanced. So their whole goal is to enroll north of 40,000 people in this study they're giving half the people vaccine, half the people placebo, and they're trying to get as ma- up to 164 cases of COVID-19, 164 cases of COVID-19. They only have 94 cases of COVID-19 of all the people enrolled. But of the 94 cases of COVID-19, the vast majority of people that got COVID-19 didn't get the vaccine. They got the placebo. So these early results are looking really good, but they won't call it quit they won't finish their study until they enroll 164 until 164 people get COVID-19 in the the study or 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 more than that I think we we also need to see you know by the end of the study we need to have a good hard look at 
the efficacy of the vaccine, and we also need to look at the safety profile. So those are two very important things to look at. And again, we don't have that data yet. Right. Um, Pfizer has not, I believe, there have been a couple of phase three trials that have been paused to, to examine some, some health situations, but, but Pfizer hasn't. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And, and okay. there, there's been some snippets of data looking at some of the side effects. And I think it would be very important to be open and transparent about what those might be. Like, I'd start advertising for it now. Maybe it's Pfizer, maybe it's another one of the vaccines, but now is the time to really start a giant Canada-wide PR campaign that these are coming through the pipeline. And yeah, there there might be some side effects associated with them, just like every vaccine is going to have some potential side effects. But I, I'd start desensitizing people that COVID-19 vaccines are, are coming sooner than what many thought, when many thought. Right. And obviously, there are some vaccines that, that have a, a different approach. There are different ways, I guess, of developing a vaccine. The one from Pfizer, as I understand, is an RNA-based vaccine. I think this would also probably be a, a two-dose vaccine. What, what do we know about what it is Pfizer is developing here? Yeah, it's, a, it's exactly as you point out. It's, it's called an mRNA vaccine. It's pretty interesting. The whole plan would be to get a dose at day one, a second vaccine on day 21. And then uh, they actually claim with the data that they have that people would get uh, protection seven days after that second dose. So basically that's 28 days total after you started the vaccine series, you'd have uh, some protection. Now we don't know how long the protection lasts. Um, and, and again, we don't know how this would actually work in larger real world scenarios where you're unrolling this out to, to populations rather than people enrolled in a clinical trial. But, you know, as a first data point for phase three clinical trials looking at COVID-19 vaccines, like this is about as good as it gets. I still think we have to be you know, cautiously optimistic, wait for the data. But, you know, they're, they're so confident in this. They're, they're going to start applying at, at, in the United States for emergency authorization use of this. And they, they, they're going to start applying for this on the third week of November. So, I mean, they're moving forward with this vaccine. And, and you know, no one has a crystal ball. You know, maybe it'll pan out, maybe it won't. But, but it looks like this is more likely to pan out. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of the several vaccines that are rolled out worldwide. Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, you know, in the meantime, obviously, we, we continue to accumulate cases in, in this country and around the world. The point of a vaccine is to try to induce that that immune response that, that an infection would otherwise cause. I mean, we understand the people who have had it and recovered will have some some lasting immunity. But what do we know about, you know, giving a vaccine to, to people who have had it and recovered? Do they not need a vaccine? Are there potential concerns there? How about that side of it? Great question. Uh, well, there have been some very credible cases of people who have been reinfected. It's not quite clear how frequently that's happening, but it's certainly more frequent than the four or five cases globally that we have credible data to suggest that someone has been reinfected. Uh, so, you know, we know that people who have recovered from this infection will have probably some degree of immunity for some period of time. We just don't know how much immunity and for how long. So I think even those individuals will likely be candidates for the vaccine. But of course, I, I like your point that, you know, COVID-19 is taking off in many parts of Canada. I appreciate, you know, I'm sitting in Toronto where we're having a growing number of cases in Ontario, but you're in Alberta and, and Alberta's you know, unfortunately in a pretty rough spot right now. This, you know, just because we have a, some shred of really good news today, 
it doesn't mean that we can let our guard down. We have to be extremely vigilant. I heard you played the clip of the prime minister before, you know, politics aside, like that's a very smart comment. We have to really be very careful right now and for the foreseeable future until we have vaccine rollout. So I don't think masks and physical distancing and all the other public health interventions that we hear about all the time are going to go away anytime soon. But as we look through the crystal ball through how 2021 is going to unfold, you know, it might start on a not the best note, but uh, I think as vaccine programs are rolling out across the country, I think we'll see the gradual lifting of these public health measures, you know, masks mm-hmm. and distancing and borders opening. I think I think we can expect a lot of that in 2021. Yeah, we all look forward to that day. But as you say, we got some some tough weeks ahead. And, and unfortunately, you know, we, we don't see things getting any better. Quite the opposite. As you know, we, we see surges. Alberta's numbers have been surging next door, B.C., Saskatchewan, Manitoba, even Quebec, Ontario, where you are, you know, restrictions have been put, in, put into place. The numbers keep going up. Um, you know, we, we just can't seem to get a hold of this right now. Yeah, and we know how to. Like, it's not I don't want to say it's not hard, but like if we take a step back and look at success stories in Canada and success stories globally, we know how to get this virus under control. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. We don't have to make the same mistakes over and over again. Um, A lot of this comes down to choice and responsibility, and that includes choices and responsibility of of the local governments and the public health units. It also is individual choices and responsibility. This is truly shared responsibility for keeping the virus under control. Um, and, uh, you know, sadly across the country, uh, minus the Atlantic bubble, we're not really getting it under control. And, you know, obviously things are getting worse, not better. And what, what makes me a little bit ner- like I'm not a doom and gloom kind of person, but what's starting to make me nervous is that we're starting to feel the pinch on, on the healthcare systems, like in Edmonton and, Winnipeg, Quebec City, you look elsewhere in the United States, lots of places in the United States, Belgium, a few other spots in Europe. I mean, you're getting close to capacity and even stretching beyond capacity, and that's an ugly place to be. We saw what happened when that happened. You know what happens when when if you get to that point. You saw that in Wuhan. You saw that in New York City. You saw that in Houston. You're starting to see it in a few places globally. It's just, it's avoidable, and we've got to avoid that at all costs. Yeah. That's a great point. We'll leave it there. Dr. Bagosh, appreciate the uh, insight as always. Thanks so much for joining us here this afternoon. My pleasure. Have a great day. Much appreciated. You as well. Dr. Isaac Bogosh, uh, Toronto General Hospital Infectious Disease Specialist, and uh, his thoughts on what to make of this vaccine news. So as he says, cautious optimism, but uh, certainly what's been presented looks pretty good. Uh, and even if uh, in the end it's not quite as advertised, even if it's close to that, it's, it's still pretty good. Uh, but at least in terms of what was presented today, if that hold, uh, holds up, well, yeah, that would be a pretty huge game changer. Uh, so that's where things stand. Uh, this is uh, Pfizer in partnership with BioNTech. And uh, seven trials they're doing in seven different countries. So this is pretty big and they're pretty far along. And again, the preliminary data looks pretty good. That's basically what a phase three trial is. You get a lot of people. And you uh, basically break them into two groups. One gets the actual vaccine, one gets the placebo, and they just go about their lives, and you see what happens. And so that's kind of what Pfizer's doing here. I mean, obviously, we're trying to expedite the process as as much as we can and still respect the process at the same time. Uh, So this is looking pretty good. 
And obviously, given the uh, importance of developing something like this, there are a lot of things happening simultaneously in terms of presenting regulators with data, in terms of ramping up the production process. And so things could start to happen fairly quickly once we get into the early part of 2021. So here we are, November 9th. Um, you know, we still got a ways to go in this month, in this year. There's a ways to go before we get to this point that Dr. Bogosh described that just sounds so incredible. So what are we going to do to deal with the coming weeks and months here? 403-974-8255. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.